Welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People. I am your host, Dr. Caroline Pathia Jones, and I am here with my girl, Miss Renee McKinley. But before I introduce Renee, I want to introduce my co-host, Miss Anita Crum, who's going to help me interview this lovely lady here, Miss Renee McKinley. Renee, welcome to our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Doing all right. Doing all, all right. All right. All right. Miss Anita, my beautiful co-host. Hi there. Good evening, everyone. How are you, Dr. Caroline? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. You know how we do. We go to yes. work, we come home, and we still have enough time to come together to do a podcast, right? It's beautiful. Yes. Right? Yeah, beautiful. As you are this evening, oh, looking ever so lovely. And so are you, my dear, looking Thank ever you. so lovely. <laughs> So good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sister Helping Sisters in Christ ministry podcast, Real People, Real Talk. And this evening, we have the honor of having a Renee Marshall McKinley, the owner of KISS, which is K-Y-S-S, Keep Yourself Smelling Sweet. Love that. So I'm going to introduce her and then we're just gonna dive right into the sweetness. Renee Marshall McKinley is is the award-winning CEO and founder of Keep Yourself Smelling Sweet, K-Y-S-S. She started her entrepreneurial journey in 2012 by providing a line of natural bath, body, and hair care products that promote a healthy, sweet-smelling cleanliness without breaking the bank. She makes time to give back to her community by giving her time and talents to several major and local nonprofit organizations. KISS donates money, goods, and services to not-for-profit organizations on a local and national level. Renee is a philanthropist and speaker who facilitates workshops across the U.S. to encourage confidence and inspire others to learn more and or start their own beauty care or candle business. So kudos, welcome. Renee, so happy to meet you and have this honor of learning more about um, entrepreneurship, your journey there, and how we can share that with our listeners tonight. So I think what I'd like to do tonight is um, just give us a, an overview, a thumbnail sketch of how what led you there, because I'm sure um, as all of us are and have done, if we're just um, just employees only, we've um, have been employees only or dabbled in entrepreneurship and been successful as you have. And certainly with the 25 plus years of um, Dr. Caroline and Kiana, myself. So if you could please an overview of how you landed to where you are today, and then we'll dive in. All right. So thank you, Anita. Thank you so much for that introduction. I appreciate you so much. Every time I hear it, I go, wow, it was, it's been some time since I started this business. Yeah. But back in 2012, um, I was at a farmer's market, believe it or not, at a farmer's market. And I had been buying this nice bar of soap and it just 
it was a coconut bar soap and I just love coconut. I've always loved coconut, but I don't know, something just hit my nose the right way this particular time. So one day in the shower, I just said, I wonder if I can make this soap or make a bar of soap myself. Completely just out of the blue did that just jump into my mind. And so I started to do some research and I brought all the materials, practiced privately because I didn't want to say it was a business because it was a hobby at that point. It was just an interest. And once I was able to successfully make soap, I said, oh man, we're going to do something with this. And then Kiss was born. Kiss was uh, born in 2012 and I haven't looked back since. Wow, it's been since 2012, Renee? Wow. That's been a, a minute. It, it, yeah. yeah it has. It's been a minute. I'm excited for it. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're here talking about how entrepreneurials are born, like how to start your own business. So that was certainly the motivation. And it's interesting how you said it just dropped into your spirit and you just ran with it. And knowing from some of our other podcasts and topics that we've had, certainly that is one that sets well with all of us. It's, you know, it runs parallel to our discussions. But if you could um, just talk more about that, because you, you had this fragrance just drive you to say, I'm wondering how I can make this myself. And then you did. But prior to that, like, were you working for an employer? Were you, um, did you have another type of uh, entrepreneurial business? And this now expanded to KISS? So, yeah, absolutely. So what I remembered, and I had completely put it out of my mind. So my, I come from an entrepreneurial family, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was a small child, and I, I promise you, I didn't remember this. My mother used to make and sell candy and cakes and she used to do hair and she made dresses, but you know, as a kid, you're outside playing. So you don't think about that. And then in the summertime, so I'm originally from Florida. So in the summertime, we would go visit my father's mom, my grandmother on my father's side. And she used to make these things called juleps and sell it to the kids that would come by. Everybody knew about it. We were only coming down in the summer. So we didn't really know about it until the summertime. So entrepreneurship has been in the family. It's been in my blood. And I didn't know entrepreneurship was a word, was a thing. It was just something that my grandparents and my mother did. They didn't use the term entrepreneurs back then. That was making money for them. And as I got older, I did, I started another, I had another business before KISS, which is interesting too. So I used to make gift baskets. Gift baskets were something that I wanted to do for mothers. I said, oh, you know, this would be a good way to get, you know, making money for myself and doing something nice for the moms. And I invited my children to come help because they would have to put their little fingers in there to help me with the bows. And so it became a little family business. So fragrances for me has always been there. So smell goods from my mom baking or my grandmother baking and then fragrances from putting the baskets together and to kiss. But I never put it together as an evolution that it was already there. So God already knew. He knew I was going to be doing something. (laughs) Something. It was me who had not made that connection. (laughs) Had an epiphany in the shower. But yes, so I I was doing all of that with a nine to five job. I still have a nine to five job now. 
Um, I call KISS my love job. KISS is my love job. You know, when I do my entrepreneur stuff, that's my love. That's where the passion is. Nine to five makes, you know, keeps the bills going and it pays for my love job. So sometimes they go hand in hand. And one day I said, oh, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this bill job. I, I need to quit. <laughs> I need to quit. And I did just that. I quit, okay. for, three years. Yeah, quit for three years. So you quit. At what year did you, uh, was Kiss born? And when did you quit the job? Yes. So Kiss was already born and I could not think. When something gets in your spirit, it's, it's just all over your entire body. I yeah. mean, you wake up, you sleep when you can sleep. You eat about, you think, you eat. It's just all consuming. You're talking to everybody about it. And I know my friends were like, oh God, do I have to hear about Kiss again? Do I have to hear about Kiss again? <laughs> Just taking over my, it was taking over. I couldn't function on my, my day job properly, but you know, you manage, you do what you have to do to keep the, your love job going. So Kiss was up and running and, and I just wanted to do more things and get my hands into more stuff. But so Kiss might've been, I want to say it was 20, 20, oh God, 13, 2014. And I said, that's it. I, I can't, I cannot. I'm, I'm double jointed, double minded right now. And I cannot keep focusing on this day job because I need to focus on this love job so I can get that going. So for okay. three years, yeah, for three years, Kiss was standing on her own um, until my daughter said, mommy, I need some help. You know what them babies call you? Thing, things got to change sometimes. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so your daughter needed you to just uh, financial support. So you yes. went back into the workforce after three years. And let me just tell you how God does again. So my daughter called and said, okay, mom, I'm getting married. And I said, okay, good. We had already paid for college, boarding school, college, high school, um, got our car after she graduated. I thought we were finished with all of that, but she said, oh yeah, well, um, we're getting engaged. I think you and daddy got money for me to get married. I said, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's that? <laughs> I, I paid my dues already, right? I, I, I'm finished, aren't I? She said, well, <laughs> you know, tradition says. I said, oh, okay, now we traditional. <laughs> so, so I, I said, God, this is, this is plain this day. I said, okay, God. This baby child, and she was my youngest. I said, this girl child is telling me she needs some money and she needs me to go back to work. I said, um, gosh, I, I need money like I was making in IT. Okay, so I'm going to have to just go back to work, make this money, and, and do what I have to do for her. And do you know, God, a couple of days later, God had one of my colleagues call me. So a seed was planted. My former manager had a position opening up in her new area. She called one of my colleagues and said, call Renee. The colleague called me and I said, hey girl, what's going on? Cause we, you know, we're still friends. I keep my friends close to me. She said, your old manager wants you to call, wants you to call her. I said, oh God, what's this? <laughs> now I had just asked God to open up the door, but then I questioned God when he opened the door. So. I said, yes, ma'am, tell her to call me. She got my number. Now I'm big girl because she need me, you know, she need me. So I'm like, tell her to call me. She got my number. She called me and said, okay, you know what you're doing. 
we're doing similar work. I need you to come back and be on my team. I said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lord, Lord, have mercy. You you did that. You you did that for me. Just as plain as that. So you're you were in the your background is in IT and you went back to work for how long were you there before you left again and now with KISS? So I, let me see, I was there about, I want to say seven or eight years. Okay. Kiss ran itself for three years, or maybe a little bit longer. And then I've been back now for, for, oh my God, I think it's almost five years I've been back. Oh, okay. All right. But you know, but circumstances are different. You know, I'm able to manage it a little bit better. Things yeah. Are, evening out so it's okay it's all right yeah and you know I think what's important for our listeners is for them to understand that their business could be you know their side hustle could really be on the ground running running hard making sometimes equal pay to what they're making or not but it just seems so good but yes um would you agree that there's a process to make that leap, to take that leap. Because, you know, when you're having that steady Eddie paycheck, like you said, it it makes your, it feeds your business. It allows you to make the, have the bills paid. And then at the same time, you're developing and nurturing and growing your business. So Absolutely. let's, let's talk about that. Like, because yeah. uh, we have listeners that are listening in and they're on the precipice of, you know, getting ready to just go out there yes. and just take that leap. But we all know Caroline and um, also um, Kiana with her high collusion business yeah. there, you, you got to play steady Eddie and just watch it. So let's talk about how you made that transition. Cause it wasn't like you just said, this is great. And the next day you walked in and turned in your letter of resignation. So no, let's, definitely- let's talk about that. What is that process? It's inver- and it's very important for the listeners. So for me, one, I'm, I've always been a saver, right? So you have okay. to, whether you're starting a business, whether you just have a family, whatever that situation is, you always want to make sure you got a little nest egg. And, and that's for me. I've always taught, that's been my philosophy forever. My great, my grandmother told me, save a dollar, Right. So I've always been that person to have, you know, save some coins. So I knew I had a little nest egg, which was saying, okay, Renee, you can kind of come. Don't leave just yet until you build it up a little bit better. I had a uh, best friend, Gail Crawford, God rest her soul. Gail Crawford, very dear to me. So she and I would bounce ideas off of each other all the time. And I, one day I said, Gail, it's time for me to quit. She said, no, it's not. (laughs) So at that time, though, my car was a little bit older. And the type of business I have, I need to I needed to bend outside of my home, take, you know, take products to different places. um, And it needed to be a sturdy car. So she said, Renee, in order for you to leave, you have to make sure you have this amount of money in the bank and you have to make sure that you have the car that you envision on having in order to do all this driving because I would be up and down the highways and it would be sometimes Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I would be out vending all the time. So I needed to make sure that I was safe. Well, I had a reliable vehicle. I had capital 
to do the things that I needed to do. And I needed to make sure that, um, you know, my husband had insurance, you know, he, he, I didn't have to worry about certain things. He had the insurance, the house was okay, the children are grown. So I was at a position where I could step back and say, all right, Renee, is this the right time for you to go? And it was for me because I made sure that I got the car. You know, Gail said, you can't leave until you get the car. So I got a used car, a big van that was uh, big enough for us to to um, transport our products. It was um, sturdy, reliable Honda, you know, Honda. It was sturdy, reliable, um, which was amazing for me. And I didn't have to pay a lot of money for it. And that still allowed me to have money in the bank to for any emergency. So you have to make sure that you have more than one emergency fund, right? So anything can happen. You need a car fund. You need a vacation fund. Anything that you're trying to do, you want to make sure that you have those things in place. So I had a, a holiday fund, an emergency fund, a car fund, a products fund. So you want to make sure that before you just jump, because you can jump and fall off that cliff real easy, real easy. You are a dollar away from falling off a cliff unless you prepare. So preparation mm-hmm. is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, that's those are the nuts and bolts of uh, getting started. So mm-hmm. um, and, and, and everyone's dollar amount is their own, but that's Absolutely. the place where they need to evaluate, you yes. know, take an assessment, you know, what mm-hmm. are your savings? You know, does your is your car getting ready to be retired? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you take care of those major things before you venture out. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. So I, I think that that's probably the first area. And that's mm-hmm. like secure home, secure your home base to make sure that you're on good footing. Absolutely. All right. So once once you're on good footing, mm-hmm. you're 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 secure financially. What's the next step that um, someone that is um getting ready to be an entrepreneur would do? So my next step, fortunately for me, I was, uh, my name was out there because I was a 52 week vendor. I was coined, I was coined a 52 week vendor because again, I still had my day job at that time. I still had a day job, but I had to become a brand that was recognizable. Of course Mm -hmm. your face is your brand, but people need to associate the name of your company with your face and your products. So I had to make sure that I was in as many places as possible. And what was great is because I did that early on, people started calling me. I didn't have to worry about setting up a schedule to say, okay, um, I gotta go find events and venues to uh, participate in. People were calling me all the time. I, it was so great that I had to, at one point, get a couple of representatives to help me out. And, and God bless my sister circle because they would, my sister, a couple of girlfriends, they would always show up for me. I had to train them and how to sell the product. And they were out there doing the game, you know, doing, doing what they had to do. And of course, you need to pay those people who are sure. working for you. If it's family, you have to make sure you got a little pot to pay them as well. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you don't want to burn bridges by saying, hey, you know, you family, don't do this for me. No, it's a business. You want to get paid, they want to get paid too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the next thing, making sure that, you know, people know who you are, know where to find you, um, know what you're offering, making sure that you have some type of 
support, some type of help because you can't be everywhere. And that was another thing. I, I was trying to be everywhere. I was trying to be, you know, I was spreading myself too thin. So that's why I also needed to get some help in those areas of being at other events for me. So mm-hmm. that was another, yeah, another area. So brand recognition, yeah. being at these venues, people, you know, knowing who you are. So, you know, just getting your name out there was the next step for me. Yeah. And talk about brand recognition. That's, that's a biggie. It's your marketing. It's your um, familiarity, tried yeah. and true. And so you've been building that over time. So Absolutely. it does, it does, you know, that's the side hustle. The side mm-hmm. hustle is, you know, you're in your nine to five, everything's good at the nine to five and you're doing this as a hobby, but over time, because of your investment in it and the nurturing of your um, products, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're out there. People know who you are. You said 52 yeah. weeks, 52 weeks you were there. I was a fifth. I was coined the 52 week vendor because every, <laughs> yeah. for many years, every weekend, it was either I was a pop up vendor. I was teaching workshops. I was mm-hmm. flying to different states, um, hosting, helping with their camps. I was uh, supporting links or supporting, you know, um, churches, sororities, anybody who was calling me, I was showing up for them. I was mm. showing up for them. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, and, and that is your brand awareness. So branding is key. Key, um, critical. Yeah. Um, How did you come up with the name Kiss? Okay, so this my daughter will take credit for this. My daughter Jocelyn. So I always loved the name Kiss, Mm K-I-S-S. When I initially thought of a business name, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna use Kiss, and and it's gonna be cute. We're gonna be smelling sweet." And so the name was Keep It Smelling Sweet. I was like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got the acronym. I got it. We're going to keep it smelling sweet. And so I pitched it in front of my kids. And then one day I was like, oh, boy, wait a minute. What's the it? What's, what's it smelling sweet? <laughs> That's exactly where my mind went. What's That's where my mind was going, too. Like, I was no thinking, okay. No. <laughs> I was like, okay, now, Renee, we're we going to keep it clean. We're going to keep it clean is what we're going to do. I said, I always oh. have to have the descriptive noun in there. I said, oh, I'm going to be selling the dudes. I'm going to be like, you keep it. I'll stop right there. So I said, I reached out to my kids. Jocelyn had just graduated college, pitching a name. I was like, oh, mommy really loves kids. Keep it smelling sweet. She was like, just make it a why. I was like, why? What's, a, what's why? And it just never even dawned on me. What's why? She said, just keep yourself smelling sweet. <laughs> what college money paid up? That's all it takes sometimes. That's yeah. all it takes sometimes. A yeah. Little, just a little something. I said, wow, that's perfect. That is so perfect. She's like, yeah, okay. You can pay, pay me later. But I had to always make money. <laughs> Jocelyn. It was Jocelyn who definitely made it a why. But at least I was still able to keep it kissed, though. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you really <laughs> knew about what it is that you wanted. You know, yeah. I had um, <laughs> over the past 10 years, I probably created about four different companies or businesses that I would just launch as a um, 
HR professional, HR is my background, doing consultant work. And the hardest part was coming up with a name. That was the hardest part. And, you know, and the funny thing about that story is all that time, all those different companies, business cards, websites. Yes. I, yeah, I, I've only did it during the pandemic. So it took the pandemic for me to say, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And I came up with a name. Yeah. With the help of a business coach. So, okay. um, Okay. Because I'm, I've, again, it was in my head. I haven't had like your track record. It was, everything was really intuitive for you and you were inspired and moved and you responded to the movement and the inspiration and it just kept birthing and leading you on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And it's interesting that you said, you know, some things came clearer for you or, or opened up for you during the pandemic, during the pandemic for us, you know, pandemic was a blessing and not a blessing at the same time. But for me, the pandemic made me shift a little bit. I had to pivot just a bit because I could no longer be that 52-week bender, right? So Mm. we we had to shut down. So what I started doing was I started making kits. Pre-pandemic, I was like, oh, okay, I want to make some kits to, you know, sell sell to people. But during the pandemic, when people couldn't get out, those kits were flying off the shelf. It, wow. it, was, it was amazing. And I, and I had to quickly, I had to quickly shift to get, you know, buy more products to ship it out. So I, it, uh-huh. it made me buy other things because I wasn't using boxes to ship out. I didn't need to use particular, um, particular items to ship. I didn't need that, but it, I had to then figure out quickly how to do that because companies started calling us, you know, organizations needed something to do for their employees. Yeah. Um, you know, the Self-care, wellness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They wanted to, you know, feel like they were connected via Zoom, via social media. And so I started teaching more via Zoom, which was fantastic. It, it, it worked out really well. And, that, and I'm still teaching via Zoom now. So I, I love it. And it's making me kind of question how long I want to continue to make products myself because I am, I never thought myself a teacher, even though I've been a teacher for a while, you teach your kids, you know, you you teach your friends, but because of this business, the true teacher in me is really coming out. Like I said, I did, I did workshops. I host workshops and things like that, but that is a little bit different from the teaching that I'm talking about. Um, That's more like coaching, I guess. This is really teaching, instructing, and I absolutely, I'm loving that more. I, I'm loving it. the reach is wider for me, you know, at one time because I could be in many countries, many states at one time because of the technology. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I'm enjoying it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad you talked lesson. about that a little bit, um, Renee. Um, I like that you're doing the teaching because you're in a position now where you can seriously help somebody start from the very, very bottom. So I remember when yeah. I started my first business and you know, with Novel to Go Publishing, you already know, Renee. Uh-huh. You know right? I know, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you and Gail was my support during that time, right? Because, you know, I had to get my book out, right? So I had to start my own company, right? Yeah. But I, I say that because I didn't have any help. You know, I didn't, I was, I, you know, when I started, I didn't know what I was doing, right? Yes. yes. 
And so yeah. there was no one who was helping me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and we had people coaching us. Right. That's why I like how you broke down the difference between coaching yeah. and teaching. Yeah. So I like that because I'm, I'm certain that there's going to be a lot of individuals like myself who really needed to have a ground floor level understanding yeah. of how to get started in your own business. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, obviously I got better because I've had this nonprofit now for a long time, but yes. it, it took a long but time for me to learn and understand. So, And, and what's interesting about that is, Caroline, people are, in addition to wanting to take the class, they're taking the class for a purpose. Sometimes people just take it for recreation, cool. But I love when I hear people say, I'm taking your class because I want to start a business. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. And for me, for me, this is not mine. You know, somebody else started making body products well before me. And who am I to say, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not going to teach you. I'm not going to give you, give you the answers. I'm not going to give you my recipe. Will I instruct you on, you know, will I guide you on? the things that I did and some of the pitfalls that I had. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you want everybody to be successful. Everybody yeah. to be, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter where you start from. If you struggling and there's somebody who can help you, why, why struggle? Why allow why? them to? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So what you're describing is your business structure. So mm-hmm. you started in, and this is like, there's like four keys for getting your business started and you already are in succession with these items. And um, the teaching part is just branching off. You're expanding your business. So talk about um, what it is that you teach. Because I was thinking it was something different. I thought you were teaching how to make soaps or how to like some how-to videos on this is my product and this is how we use it. When you lather with water and then you put it. I thought it was that, but this is something entirely different. It's partially that. So I do teach how to make a particular product. Okay. In my class, if a particular person is coming to take my class specifically to learn how to make soap, and mm-hmm. if they're asking, if they're asking, you know, can you give me a couple of tips on menu, um, suppliers mm-hmm. um, or how to source something, I am giving them that level of detail as well. So it is definitely twofold. I, I need to teach them how to make the product that they're interested in, but I can also teach them how to locate, source certain items as well. Wow. So it's definitely too cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely so too procurement, cool. yeah, that's awesome. And what, um, I guess later we'll talk about uh, your platform of where people can find you for these, these lessons. Okay, and, sure. Um, yeah. So what percentage of time do you do with your teaching versus, you know, the 52 week uh, vendor that shows up? Well, uh, let's see. For me, I don't have a set calendar, right? Because I am still vending. I I am still at my nine to five. What happens is I have to make sure that my calendars are in a row. You know, you got to make sure your ducks are in a row. So what happens is somebody says, oh, you know, are you available to do a workshop or are you available to teach this weekend? So I got to make sure that everything is in alignment. 
Do I have enough products to teach them? Do I have enough time to ship out something? Do I have enough time to whatever, you know? So my calendar, calendaring has to be up to par 100%. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's things that you need to make sure that you're in a teachable space. Is my printer working? Can I, can I print out the instructions? Do I have the boxes? You know, so you got to get all those things in a row too. So that also goes in line with the calendar because you're working on somebody else's schedule to make sure your delivery comes in to make sure you're able to then deliver to somebody else. So it all kind of goes in hand. So the the percentage is hard to say. Sometimes I can have a a week, I can have four classes, you know, after work. Sometimes I can have one class, but the one class could have 80 students in it. So Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a class every day, you know. Got you. It averages out. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I like how you're now expanding the business, mm-hmm. you know, yes. that's your your structure. So over time, so since 2012, you've been working at the business. When when did you start to incorporate the teaching part? <clears throat> I, um, I want to, so right before pandemic, so 2019, wow. 2019, wow. I started now, now, prior to the pandemic, was that an idea of yours to do the teaching or was that part of your pivot? It was in the back of my mind. It was in the back of my mind, but I was still, you know, in the beginning, you're learning yourself and you're having so much fun meeting everybody. I mean, I was meeting celebrities. I was going to, going to strange places. People were flying me out to their location. So it, it wasn't like at the forefront of my mind. But pre-pandemic, right before the pandemic started, I was like, man, I need to start building these kits. I need, I want to start teaching. And that was because mm-hmm. I was doing, I was hosting workshops. So I would come someone, you know, an organization, Caroline will know, an organization would call and say, we want to have a girl's day, a girl's spa day. So that's really what prompted it to get started. I was hosting mm-hmm. these spa parties and I was like, man, I could just teach this stuff and <laughs> So it was just like a a progression of things Mm -hmm. that was happening that just led up to it. And you just have to be open to open to what's being dropped into you, I guess I want to say, because I didn't. I love it. I I, I love it. I wasn't following, you know, anybody else. It just it just was an idea. Oh, maybe. okay, maybe I should do this. But, you know, in the back of your mind, you know, it's all God. Yeah. I was mentioning. You know, she didn't know how to start or whatever. I knew nothing. I had a smell, something smelled good, and it just started everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Boy, do I love it. Yeah. Renee, I I do want to ask you a a couple of, I know maybe that um, Nita was going to get to it, but I want to ask you a few questions because I want to have some time for someone here to be able to um, um, ask uh, a question. So let's talk about, how you actually let start it. So like registering your company name for the website and the product and, and all that stuff, packaging labels, money, how much money that you spent, because these, these are all of the, the bread and potato stuff, because you know, starting a business is expensive, especially when you're talking about products. Cause you, you and I've right. talked about, cause you know, I make my shea butter. So you and I, we've talked about that. So yeah. Buying the yes. product that you need and then pricing it so that, you know, you're making a profit or else you'll just basically have a hobby that 
is not paying for itself. So let's talk about that because a lot of people right. get stuck in that and they yeah. end up with more money than what they're actually bringing in. Yeah. So you, so you want to absolutely, for me, my, my, how I started, I registered my kiss, right? And you know what? Let me be honest with you. I hadn't registered keep yourself smelling sweet. I hadn't trademarked it. That's what it was. I didn't trademark that name. So the reason you want to trademark your name is because if somebody else uses your cute name, you can, you know, sue them, cease and desist. But what happened was, Made me what made me trademark my name is my aunt was doing a bending event for me at a hospital. And the gentleman who called her, you know, set it up, called her in and said, you know, what's the business name? And she was like, kiss, keep yourself smelling sweet. He was like, oh, my God. Um, oh, I love that name so much. If she doesn't if if it's not registered, if it's not trademarked, I'm going to go and get that name. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so she came home and she either she called me or she came home and told me about it. That very next day, I was on the trademark. <laughs> I was on a trademark scene because I was like, I was like, wow, but you don't know what you don't know, right? So even though he was saying that in jest, hopefully it was in jest, but that sparked me to do what I needed to do. But so the first thing that I actually did, I went on GoDaddy, excuse me, allergies. I went on GoDaddy and I um, got my domain name, excuse me. I have such bad allergies. I got my domain name. That was the first thing you do. First thing you do is don't tell anybody because somebody else might want that back. Sometimes you have to move in silence. Sometimes you have to move in silence, right? Because you don't really know who has your back. And that's okay. You start, you start in silence. You get your you get your basics down, your basics down first, and then you explode. You know, you tell everybody. But you want to make sure that your name is available, right? WWW World Wide Web. Because you can come up with this beautiful idea and the name that you want is not there. And it's going to be a hard time, like you said, to decide your next name. So that was my first thing. Get my domain name. And I did my domain name. And then I registered my business. I went to, uh, oh, God, goodness gracious. Now you're going to ask me 12 years ago. So I went to New Jersey registration. I can't think of the name right now, but I Googled it. Google, Google is a friend. Google is a friend. Google how to register your business in New Jersey, if that's where you are. And it'll give you the steps. You can do it online, which was amazing. I think at that time it was $50. I, I can't recall, but I think it was $50. And you register right away. You get yourself, um, you would tell them how you want to operate your business, whether you want to be a sole proprietor or you have a partner. For me, I was a sole proprietor. So everything was easy. When you're a sole proprietor, it's so much easier than the other structures. And I'm not saying that they're difficult because I'm not operating in that space. But for me, sole proprietor was easy for me to get my little LLC, um, register your business. Then you want to then, once you get your paperwork back, you want to open up a business bank account. I know when we first start now, we make some money. Like I probably still make some money, but you, you, you mix you mixing your money. But when you want to start getting loans and things like that, you want to be able to show this is what came into this account. This is what's going out. And then it also helps you with your bookkeeping and accounting to have that one place to see what's coming in and what's going out. Um, and then I had to begin to start sourcing, start sourcing what my what, it, what I wanted it to look like. What did I want my business to look like? 
There's so many different containers and things like that. You want to not just go with your first, you know, your first company that you see online. Just look at a couple of things, you know, get your vision in, in mind. Look at a couple of online stores and see what you want and then do comparison shopping. Don't just take your first one. Compare, get samples of the, of the containers to see if that's what you actually like. You don't have to buy all of it, right? Don't, don't do that. Don't spend all your money. Um, uh, comparison shopping is always a friend. Um, then you want to, for me, the next thing that I did, I began to, um, get my, I began to, I needed some photos. So I made these great products. You know, I had people test them out for me, my family, um, friends, test, giveaway. Oh, make sure that you get insurance. If you're using anything with your yep. skin, liability. Get yourself, yes, get yourself some some business insurance, right? Because you never know. Somebody can have an adverse reaction and they will sue you. So let's get yourself some liability insurance. But then you want to take then you want to take some photos, right? So if you're good at it, be great at it. I was not good at it, so I had to hire somebody to, you know, do a picture. Pictures can be pricey. Do you know I have one stock photo that I've been using forever, and I've even some of these products are not even here anymore. But get you a good photo, and people will remember. Oh, I remember that picture. I remember it. Wear it, share it. Blah blah blah. I put it on my business card, so eh, so it was brand recognition, right? So. You want to make sure that you do that too. Get yourself some brand recognition. Get your business cards. Get your your banners and things like that. But again, you don't have to start big. Start small. If you don't have a large budget, and that's fine. Always write out a budget. That's fine. Start where you are. If you need to print out a flyer and put it in a dollar store frame, that's what you do until you can move up to the next level. If you can just jump right in and get the best of the best, then that's what you do. You know, don't compare yourself to anybody else. You don't know where they started from. You don't know what their struggle is, right? So do what's best for you. So, okay, that was the foundation for me. Then I needed to um, find places who were having events so I, I can share what I was doing. So that was another cost. Um, you have to pay for advertising. You have to pay for applications. You know, some of these things are not free. Maybe a church, maybe a church might be hosting something that would be free, but you know, every, every place is not free. You got to decide, you know, how far do I want to go? My driving, my driving was one hour because Sometimes the events were in late and I didn't want to come home by myself. You know, sometimes Gail was not with me and I said, okay, I don't want to be out there in case my car broke down. So all those things you have to think about, you know, all those things you have to put in place or, or at, least, at the very least think about before you start, you know, doing your stuff. Um, labels. When I first started, I didn't have a clue about labels. Sometimes I still don't have a clue about labels. You, you figure it out. I went right to staples. I said, okay, I know I need to, I need to put everything for uh, allergy purposes. Google again, Google online. Google is your friend. Okay. Um, can I do better in pricing for labels? Because staples 
you know, they are a, a retailer, so they may cost more than what you can find online. That's why I say, you know, start small, start from where you are, but then you, you know, once you know better, then you do better. Um, you got to factor in ink, you know, am I printing myself? Am I going to hire somebody to do labels? It's so much, yeah, it, it's so much that goes into it. But, you know, I, I, I would never tell somebody, do this. This is the way. It might have been my way in the beginning. It may not be my way now. It might not be your way in the beginning. It might be your way later. But you, you want to be able to have options and know what those options are. Um, Caroline, I hope, hope that I touched on what you asked. No, me. yes. <laughs> you're, you're answering all the right questions. All the right questions. I just want to make a comment to what she was just talking about, that last piece of it where you're talking about the ink and all these other things that are business. <clears throat> um, definitely, as you stated, have the bank account set up and banking for your business is for your business. Those items for your ink, your paper, your um, computer time, even in the office space, all those things have to be designated because there will be taxes that you have to pay. Um, at the end of each year, or actually every quarter, you should be paying into taxes and have a, a tax accountant or a CPA to um, uh -huh. help you with those things. Because the oh, last thing you want to do is yeah. have to owe taxes at the end of the year. And you get penalized if you're not mm -hmm. filing for your taxes on a quarterly basis. So those things are super important when you talk about registering. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Anita, for mentioning that because I was going to yeah. ask about the taxes because taxes are important. Yeah. Especially when you're starting your own business because you don't realize that you have Uncle Sam. He will he will get you in and, yeah. and you know it's only three letters, IRS, but I am terribly afraid of that. But yeah. you want to make sure that you keep good records, keep right? Good. Keep yeah. good records. Keep, um, Every receipt. Your accountant is yes. your yeah. accountant is your friend. Um, some people use a bookkeeper, you know, to help them differentiate. Um, I just mm -hmm. give all my stuff to my accountant. You know, some some accountants are CPAs and vice versa. Um, but if you don't, if you don't at least keep good records, you will not know what's going in and what's going out. out. You won't know if you're making money. And sometimes, you know, in the beginning, you may not make money, but you'll you'll learn to. Okay, well, I don't have to spend this much on this next year. I, I this didn't sell for me this time, so this might not be an item that I'm going to continue to offer. But if you keep good records, even if it's just a simple Excel spreadsheet, and, and if that's not working, look, you, you, use use a notebook. I, I write I write notes all the time. Start with that, but then you yeah. know, as you learn better, you do better. You Give do yourself better. an Excel spreadsheet yeah. and. and Keep it moving. Yep. Right. The business account is good for the, those accountings because everything is accounted for. You have your itemized statements and you know where the money is going. But um, Caroline, did you have any other questions that you had? If not, I think we should open it up. We're coming up on the hour. Well, yeah, that's what that's what we're going to do. But um, I, I wanted to just um, make sure that I went through everything that I wanted to go through on the list. I know for a fact that we have a couple of people here who um, are interested in starting their own business. And I know Kiana has uh, started her own business with Hikeolution. And I'm wondering if... Um, any of this stuff that Renee has shared with us has been of help to any of you. So I know that 
it's dinner time or it's after work time. We got the little children. We're trying not to show their faces and all that <laughs> stuff. But is there anything that you want to um, ask uh, Naja or Kiana um, business questions? Because I know that the two of you, I know Naja, you are interested in starting a business and Kiana, you have started yours. So is there any questions that you want to ask Renee while we have her here? Yes. <laughs> that is Naja. <laughs> Hi, Renee. Hi. How are you? I'm trying to stop my video. It's like, Hi. All right. Ask her your question. Naja. It's all right. It's all right. I heard I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking into starting a skincare line. I am very huge on skincare. I love skincare. Try to take care of this baby. Um, <laughs> so my question is, should I look for a targeted audience or should I try to reach the masses? Because <laughs> I know they have, when I look at skincare, I, I know um, a, a lot of things are different for pigmentation, different people. Are you asking what should you focus on? What's your focus? Yes. What should what should I should I just focus on? Because um, I have I have a product mm -hmm. that I right. that I have. So for me, with what I know, right? So, but I think what I heard her say was, should she target everybody? Look, am I trying to sell to everybody, or am I just trying <laughs> to get a small group? Yeah. So for me, for me, this question comes up all the time. We want our product in everybody's hands, right? Mm -hmm. But can we, can we, can we absolutely get our stuff into everybody's hands? One is not every, all skin products are not made for everybody. No. That's number one, mm -hmm. right? So, but for me, you, you want to take a small segment, right? You want to start out small, take, take your small segment, mm -hmm. see how they receive your product. If that's not the right hair butter, now we know hair butter is not for everybody's hair. Yeah. So it can't be for the masters, right? It, it's not going to work. Caucasian hair, they don't really like greasy, heavy stuff in their head. So you have to have a target, target audience, right? Because okay. all products are not made for everybody's use. Right. To, 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 look, I'm just keeping it real with you. It, everything is just not for everybody. Um, you know, for me... Of course, I'm going to do some hair butter, some shea butter and all that kind of stuff. Because I know my, my people, my sister people, that's what they're using. Yes. Everybody can use a shea butter on their skin. Sure, that's fine. But, you know, in terms of hair products and things like that, that might be a little bit different. So you would definitely have to have a selective uh, target audience. Hopefully okay. I answered your question. <laughs> you did. I have one more. <laughs> sure, go. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, so my thing is, I'm thinking, now, should I start off product-wise? Should I start off with one main product and then try to and then see how it goes and then add additional products or start off with like two three products i don't because i don't want to overwhelm myself and let me tell you you hit it on the you hit the nail on the head right there i came out so i started my business because i wanted to make a nice bar of soap but then other things just started coming 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 and i was like wait i'm going nuts because I'm trying to make all this stuff. I'm trying to 
satisfy everybody. You know, one person might really love this and then 12 people might love something else. And then now I have all these things that are just not matching up. I, in hindsight, would have loved, let's just say, if I had taken shea butter, made four different fragrances of shea butter in the yeah. same base and kept it moving. And then, you know, once that gets its groove, then slowly add something else. That's what I should have did. But you see this picture, these all came out basically at the same time. <laughs> I know, Renee, I remember, I remember. Yes, and, and, and you know, and what's interesting is even when you are at a vendor event, people are like this, they're smelling everything. And they're like, oh my God, I don't know what to take. I don't know what, and you know, you could potentially lose the sale that way too, because mm -hmm. They smell everything. That's what's bringing them to your table. But then they're also overwhelmed. They don't know what to pick, what's going on. What... Mm. So, so that's another thing. You know, when you're setting up a table and when you're deciding what to bring, don't bring everything. I used to bring everything. I'm selling everything. But the kitchen sink, everything's going. So yeah. don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That was a good question, Nasha. Very good question. I would definitely, in hindsight, I would have started with one product. Yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Now I did hear you mention um because I'm writing everything down. I have a, I have a notebook. <laughs> I did hear you mention that. Um, Any other questions? Anybody else? The liability insurance. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, hmm. I I was curious, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why I haven't started, and I've been trying to start for years. I even spent money on stuff. And I made like one little thing for myself and I was just like, okay. And then I got bored and I just said, okay, I'm done. But I'm like, I'm trying to not get bored because there's so many, I overwhelm myself. Mm -hmm. So many products, so many things to use, so many different types of oils. And I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> what to do? Like, so it's just like, what do you call those? Like a focus group. Yeah. So, and I was saying to myself, like, how do I try a little focus group or something to see who likes what? So you're, you're involved in, in Caroline's group, right? You're, you're. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yeah. You have a focus group. You have a focus group. Yes. Right. You already have that. Or you can go to a college and, you know, grab a couple of kids and say, Hey, I want you to try this or I want you to smell this. Um, and they can do it anonymously, you know, you don't have to put the label or, but you have to tell them what's inside. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. Or, or your church, get a couple of ladies and say, look, smell this, you know, tell me what you think. How does this feel? So focus group is, is great. I use my family and my family is brutal. So <laughs> I use my family. Look, too. They, they, <laughs> yeah, my family, they ain't taking no short. So, yeah. right. And then I use my girlfriend. So always and listen to your customers so even if you put something out that your focus group say oh yeah i love this mm -hmm. your customers still may not love that so yeah. then that'll that'll let you know okay well i might need to take you know not make this again or, or remove this from the selling floor okay right. Right. did i answer your question okay mm -hmm. yes that makes sense thank you all right thank you naja welcome good luck do you have any questions for renee no, Renee, I don't have any questions, but I just loved uh, hearing about your journey and just uh, <laughs> sharing with you the struggles of having a business. I love <laughs> I've had my LLC since 2019, Wonderful. so it's I still love it. I love chugging it. along, chugging along. No employees, though, just 
doing all this alone. Um, but it's so spot on what you said about um, just how you, your family and your friends, that's your, that's your first focus group, your first customers. That's where you pitch all your stuff to. So that's very true. Before you go out in the masses, you just kind of, you know, use what you have, you know, don't, don't, you don't got too far. And even, even as Kiss is chugging along and I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful for every person who loved it, every person who didn't love it, every person who, you know, this, this group right here, I'm just grateful for it all. Even though, you know, I have my love job, my day job, there's still room. You know, I, I don't know. There's always something pulling in your entrepreneurial spirit. So I've even in the midst of a pandemic started another business. So, you know, oh, right congratulations. <laughs> All right. So, you know, Renee, that actually brings me to my fun questions because I have some fun questions for you, too. You know, and my fun question, my first fun question was, what is your current passion project? And here you go. Already, already talking about your current passion project. So please, hey. please tell us, tell us, oh, tell us. My current passion project is called Bells and Bloom. Bells and Bloom is my new baby. So in 2020, 2020, yes, pandemic hit, 2020, my father passed away early in March. So he passed right at the time where we could bring all the family in. You, you, you know, God, it's funny. That next week, the world was shut down. So he was able to get his send off the way he needed it. But my birthday was coming up in October. And I said, oh, man, you know, I want to do something nice for myself. I was feeling myself. I want to do something nice for myself and and you know and and I was like gosh how many time to do that and so my daughter's a photographer I said Jocelyn you think we could have a photo shoot I was looking through this magazine and I saw this beautiful black lady dark skin just like me beautiful black lady with this bright pink outfit her, her outfit was this hot pink I said you think we could do a monochrome photo shoot she said absolutely so she said absolutely mom coming up so I said uh, maybe we'll do it next year you know because it's too late to get people together and it's the pandemic. She said, no, we're going to make it. We're going to make it happen. So I sent out this flyer, create this flyer like three weeks in advance. And I said, ladies, it's my birthday. I want you to show up in the fall monochrome colors. I was thinking, you know, my core girls was going to come up. I have, you know, like it was 10 of us, 10 core girls. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, they're going to show up for me. That's fine. Well, I wound up having, I think 20 plus girls that show up. And they were ready for it. It was amazing. We just grabbed a free space on the steps of East Orange City Hall. The ladies looked lovely. And that picture was circulated through all of East Orange or near social media. It got picked up for a magazine who I, it blew my mind because that was never even a vision, a thought of mine. I was just trying to get a nice picture so a girl could feel good. So... It, it, it made women feel good. It made, you know, my daughter felt good because she was able to support her mom. And then it, it just birthed a new business. Somebody in the crowd said, come please share, speak it. Uh, bells and bloom. But, but is, it about, is it photographs? Is, is it you going out and taking photographs of women? This is what it is. It's now because the girl said, Renee, when you do this in the spring, I'm going to show up. I was like, in spring, I, my birthday is in October. I'm not doing this in spring. <laughs> so we went home and I said, Jocelyn, you can make, we can make this into a business. Again, Jocelyn's like, yes, mom, whatever you want to do. Yes, let's make this into a business. So 
We didn't have the name at first. When we went home that night, it became a business. Bells in Bloom. Belle is my great, is my paternal grandmother's first name. B-E-L, second, her middle name. Mary Bell. B-E-L-L. And, and bloom. Women are always blooming. Women are, are flowers. We, we're precious. We bloom under the worst circumstances. We bloom over the best circumstances. So we're always blooming. So yeah. Bells in Bloom became a business that next night. But on that same note, you know, I was talking to you about Gail, which is which was my bestie. I wanted her to be in it. And she did not make it. Do you know that next morning Gail had passed away? That next morning, I had lost my Gail. Ooh. Shook me to my core. But you know, Gail shook me to my core. But nonetheless, we birthed something. She knew about it. We birthed yeah. it. And so it's a biannual themed pictorial experience. I like so it. So every April and every October, we decide on a color or a theme and the ladies show up and show out. I love it so much. I want to show up and show out, Renee. I've seen the picture, Renee, and I love it. I can't. I'm, I'm going to definitely have oh, to join yes. one hey, of those. Oh, my God. Yes. So much fun. It's so much fun. But, and we were hired out. We were hired to go to Georgia. We've been to Florida, taking our little experience on the road. I yeah. love it so much. It is so amazing. Our last one was called, um, ooh, the Yellow Brick Road. My baby sister loves the Wizard of Oz, as I do. So we had the Yellow Brick Road. In, Octo in October, we're going to have ruby red slippers, which is all red. And then next spring, we're going to have the Emerald City, which is all green. So I'm, ex I'm so excited for these. I'm so excited. So that's my passion project. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun, Renee, because you know, you know it's my birthday month, right? 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 In fact, you have the honor, sweetheart, of having your podcast on my birthday. Yes. Girl, look. Yes, yes, yes. So this Girl, podcast, this podcast is going to be coming out on May 20th, my birthday. So you're my special guest for my birthday. So here you go. You know, I love you so much. I love, I just love this family. For those of you who don't know, I love this family so much. But Caroline, can I just tell you something? May 20th, is so significant in my family. So I, again, my father passed. I, you, you learn stuff when people pass, right? My yeah. father passed March. I learned that my great great grandfather was a rock star in the city in Panama City, Florida. On May twentieth, he used to host these things called emancipation um, family gatherings. Okay. The whole city, the whole entire city of Panama City would come out to his emancipation gatherings. So every May 20th now, I host a family Zoom for people who are all, you know, our family who are all over um, to get online and we just talk and meet and greet. It's called the Masalina Family Zoom. And it's amazing. We started two years ago. It's amazing. I love it so much. But out of adversity, things yes. just birth, they grow, they... It festers in your soul that you just gotta do it. <laughs> just gotta do Absolutely. it. And I just want to say, I think that um, birthdays are now the running theme for you know as we conclude this podcast because you mentioned about 
how your second passion, the Bells and Bloom, started on your birthday. And it shares a very similar story on how High Collusion was launched, which I did that for my birthday. And it was supposed to just be a one-time thing, but just like the people that asked when your next photo shoot was, um, everyone was asking me, well, when's the next hike? So um, we really can't um, discount what doing one thing for your birthday, how you want to celebrate could really turn into something that changes your life. And I also want to say that I believe Gail is my birthday twin. Yes, she is. She is? Yeah. So look at, look at how much in alignment this whole conversation is around these dates and around what happens on our birthdays. Like, I think that's something special that we all share. We are in a, we are in a line because one last thing. So your mom, had her novel to go publishing, right? Guess who just wrote a book? It's not published yet, but it's it's about to be published. Your girl that wrote a book. <laughs> you know, look at you. Look at you. You just doing it. You just doing it all, Miss Renee McKinley. <laughs> you just doing it all. I congratulations. Love it. I love it. Yes, I love you all. I love you and your family. I mean, we have years of relationship. We have years of history and it's been nothing but love. And, you know, anytime you call me, my hand is raised because I will be I there. I will be there. I know. <laughs> One of the things that I was not surprised about in your um, bio when it talked about how you were, um, how you, you know, you give back to the community, you know, especially, you know, um, to nonprofits and stuff like that. So I want to say that you have always been a friend of Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry. You have always supported this ministry, Renee. You've always supported me. And I just want to make sure I say that on these airwaves because I appreciate you. And um, Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry appreciates you. And we wish you nothing but success in all of these ventures that you have going on right now. See, now... I was just saying, since we just said that this is my birthday month and that my birthday's coming up, and I was going to say to Kiana, we need to do a photo shoot because I need to have something to, you know, I'm getting old. I want, <laughs> I want to make sure I have something, you know. Yeah, we you may know. need to call upon uh, Renee's daughter to come out and... Um... Jocelyn will show up and show yeah. out. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you share the love. That's that's how you that's how you how keep do one another, right? That's how it works. That's, that's how right. you do it. That's right. Because I know I was up in New York when that play was was on. Yes, yes, yes. yes you were. <laughs> yes, you were. I'm telling you, we do. You have always supported. You have always been a support. That's what I'm saying. So we're not going to take up more of your time, but I want to say thank you so very much for. Aww. Coming out, Anytime. spur of the moment, and just—I mean, I called you. I said, "I know I ain't spoke to you in a minute." She goes, "Girl, don't even start that. I'm there." <laughs> look, that's time and space. This love don't. Look, this love don't stop. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. So, Miss Anita, is there any last yes. words you want to say to uh, Miss uh, Renee? Yes, I'd like um, for Renee. Um, to summarize, I mean, not summarize, I'm, I want to do just a summary, just a quick summary of the points that we spoke about. And then I want her to share her platform where folks can go and buy her products, learn more about her workshops, 
and also get those things that keeps them smelling so sweet. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so thank you, thank Renee, you. for the information that you shared. And I just have a summary. So any person listening that has a passion, you heard Renee talk about her passion of um, things that smelled wonderful, but also having that entrepreneurial spirit that was passed on from um, her grandparents' parents. Um, if you have a passion or you have a creative gift and you want to go into business because you're so passionate about it, there's four basic areas for starting a business, which Renee shared. The first one was um, not in any order, but these are, are what you need to keep in mind. That is um, have a business name need to know what your business is. She had one, she had an acronym for KISS because she liked the word KISS. And so there she went. Um, a business structure, you're going to need to know as you prepare to get your um, to get into business. Are you gonna be an LLC or sole proprietorship? You can go online to find those things out to learn more about it, but it's integral. Um, the next is your business registration certification. You have to have those things. That That is when you are in business. When you go to the New Jersey website and register your business, you're officially in business because they're going to, you're registered. Um, the next thing is um, also along with that, you want to secure your name, get a trademark if need be, but certainly go on Google, like she said, search for um, the business name. She had KISS. She wanted KISS.com. She found it. So you need to make sure that you have those available to you. Sometimes it makes the difference in what the name of your business is going to be. So do that right away. And then um, the other part is your banking and taxes. Banking for business needs to have the business name, business account, and all that comes with it through your business. Any banking institution that you get, the first question that they're going to ask you is, is this personal or business? So do your research, find which bank is going to treat you well with all your hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars that you're going to get as you're um, within your business and make sure that um, they're able to manage it. And um, the last thing I would say is certainly getting started. You have to know when to gauge it. Your home needs to be on solid foundation before you take that leap. Because once you, you know, turn in that notice to Mr. Employer, they're going to backfill you or was waiting for you to go anyway. And you're not going to get be able to get back in. You don't want to have the struggle because then the passion is not so much of a love. So with those four basic areas with additionals, those are the keys for you to take away. And as Renee said several times, Google is your friend. Google it all because you'll be able to get direction. Yeah. And with that, Renee, if you could please tell our listeners how they can find you and where they can get your products um, and especially the platform, the learning platform. OK, so for the learning platform, let's just start there. Um, I'm also in a boutique that's in Montclair. So it's called the Eclectic Chic Boutique. They offer my classes there. Um, you can message me directly. That's how I was able to do the class for Caroline. You can always uh, message me directly. 
through uh, Keep Yourself mm-hmm. Smelling Sweet at gmail.com. Uh, my website is www.mykiss, which is M-Y-K-Y-S-S.com. And for Bells and Bloom, it's bellsinbloom.com. Bells, the letter I-N, bloom.com. We're also on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram as well. So hopefully yeah. I'll see you. I would love to teach you and give you some additional information. Uh, reach out. I'm available to you. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to reach out, um, Renee, because uh, we're always looking for um, things to do as far as, and you know, we're due for a spa treatment because, you know, uh, yes. in a couple of years, because, you know, with COVID and everything, we yeah. didn't do the yearly thing. But remember, we talked about it being a yearly thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys, which is amazing. I tell you, you can, I, <laughs> you said, do you have offer this class, Caroline? I didn't offer that class. But I sure made that class happen. (laughs) Yes, you did. did. I called her up and I said, hey, Renee, we're looking to do this. Do you offer this? And she's like, "Uh, yeah, I do. (laughs) I do now. (laughs) It was amazing. It was great. And uh, we had went someplace else the year before. So and we and I had said to um, Kiana, um, I want to do this again, but I want to do it with Renee. So that's why when I called you, I said, do offer this uh-huh. because remember i'm not going to mention the name yes. of the you yes. know, the other that we went yes. but then i because i said i i would rather do it with renee and so i said do you offer this and it's, it was so funny you're like uh i do now and it was amazing, <laughs> it was amazing. you are jumping amazing. on opportunity that's right absolutely thank you i definitely want to still i want to thank you for um being with us today Thank um, you yes. so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity. Great, great person. I love and it. I, and Renee, you was all nervous, right? And I told you that this was going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> Can I tell you that? Let me tell you. I said this conversation was going to be fun. So I did not want you to think, oh, I'm so nervous. What should I say? And I was, every conversation with me, every conversation with me is fun. <laughs> you know that, right? My first time being on Caroline's podcast. Right. But. I was like, okay, she's going to have a guest. I said, oh, a guest? What? <laughs> What's going on? You're the guest. <laughs> You're the guest. Okay, this is family. I invited my family to be on this podcast with you, Renee. Well, you're excellent. The board's yeah. coming. I said, the board. Oh, God. Excuse me, y'all. I, he's not in- <laughs> <laughs> he's not in- he's like, killing me. What's All right. He said, oh, people are hey, joining us. I yeah. said, oh, Lord. My best behavior. Exactly. <laughs> and and that and that is Sister Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry. Amen. That's right. And we can be found at Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ uh, Ministry.com for our programming, um, upcoming events. Check us out. Caroline, you want to close us out? Yes, I want to make a correction on the website because Thank yes, you. it's Sisters Helping Sisters in, in Christ Ministry, but it is just the letters. S-H-S-I-C-Ministry.com and you will be able to find all of our programs there, every single one of them. And um, we're always looking for help, so we're always looking for members. Um, there are so many ways that you can support this ministry. You can support this ministry by doing just what you're doing now, listening to this podcast. And you can support this podcast too. 
We are hosted by Podbean, and all you have to do is press on that little money bag, and then you can support us. You can also support us by buying products. Yes, I sell products. I'm also an author, so I sell books. I sell, well, not as good as our guest here, but I do have some hand lotions and shea butters that we sell to help um, support this ministry. So please come join us. Um, Go on the website, get some information. We are here for you and we love you and we will see you again next time. And um, I'm gonna have my um, co-host close us out for the evening. So Anita, it's all yours. Thank you, Caroline. Uh, Renee, been most gracious and learned tons. So all you listeners out there, get it going. Follow your heart, follow your passion. If it's if it's in you to do it, go with it. Don't ignore those little voices and those guidance guidances that uh, Renee shared with us. So with that, thank you. And Caroline, thanks again for hosting this podcast and... Good night. Good night, everyone.